This is Plant-Based Briefing. Does PETA kill animals? And other questions about PETA's shelter answered by Katherine Sullivan at PETA.org. And I'm Marian Erickson, and this is the Curated Content Plant-Based Podcast, where I narrate a variety of articles with permission on plant-based, compassionate, and eco-friendly topics every weekday. Today's article is from PETA.org, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. It was founded in 1980, the largest animal rights organization in the world, and they believe that animals have rights and deserve to have their best interests taken into consideration, regardless of whether they're useful to humans. Like you, they're capable of suffering and have an interest in leading their own lives. They oppose speciesism, a human supremacist worldview, and they focus on the four areas in which the largest numbers of animals suffer the most intensely for the longest periods of time, in laboratories, in the food industry, in the clothing trade, and in the entertainment business. They also work on a variety of other issues, like the cruel killing of rodents, birds, and other animals who are considered pests, as well as cruelty to domesticated animals, which is what you'll hear about today. So now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. Does PETA kill animals? And other questions about PETA's shelter answered by Katherine Sullivan at PETA.org. In April, our field workers encountered Bo, a severely emaciated pit bull who'd been kept chained outdoors his entire life, trapped and neglected. He was suffering from cancer, too. Had PETA not intervened, this dog would have endured a slow, agonizing death, outdoors, alone, and on a chain. Thanks to our field team's efforts, though, we were able to provide him with a gentle, pain-free passing. So, is it true, as industry front groups maintain, that PETA kills animals? For vulnerable ones like Bo, we offer free euthanasia services to prevent avoidable suffering for these oft-neglected animals. Keep reading for a more detailed answer to the question, how does PETA help animals? What is PETA's shelter? Unlike selective admission shelters, often misleadingly referred to as no-kill shelters, PETA operates what could be called a shelter of last resort, a safe place where no animal is turned away ever. When impoverished families can't afford to pay a veterinarian to provide incurable, untreatable, elderly, or sick animals with an end to their suffering, PETA will help. When an aggressive, unsocialized dog has been left to starve on a chain, with a collar grown into his neck and his body racked with mange, we will prevent him from dying slowly and miserably in someone's backyard. As Virginia officials speaking about our shelter acknowledged to USA Today, quote, PETA will basically take anything that comes through the door and other shelters won't do that, unquote. Local veterinary clinics wanted upwards of $300 to give an elderly, immobile, unresponsive dog named Kaya a peaceful end, a fee that her guardian couldn't afford. Kaya's fur was coming off in large chunks, and she was severely underweight. Thanks to PETA's free end-of-life services, this senior girl was freed from her suffering. Is PETA ethical? PETA takes action for animals, and we act honestly and with integrity. Because of our code of ethics, we never turn our back on an animal in need, but we will provide irremediably suffering animals with a painless, peaceful passing. Duck, a beloved golden retriever, had developed a debilitating seizure disorder for which there was no treatment. Quote, PETA helps do so much even when you're at the worst point in life. They help the animal regardless of a family's ability to pay, unquote, his guardian wrote in a note. Does PETA really care about animals? Is water wet? 
Yes, PETA cares about animals. It's why we take uncompromising stands on animal rights. And our stances, including our position on euthanasia linked here, always support our driving mission to stop animal abuse worldwide. It's because we care about animals, including those kept as companions, that we provide services in our community. In addition to free and end-of-life services, our field workers supply dog and cat food to guardians fallen on hard times, grooming services to dogs covered with matted fur, and low or no-cost spay and neuter services. They also help transfer adoptable animals to our wonderful placement partners, such as the Virginia Beach and Norfolk SPCAs, adoption centers with high foot traffic. As of July, our field staff and mobile spay-neuter clinic have also helped sterilize more than 181,000 animal companions, preventing millions of unwanted puppies and kittens being born into a world with more dogs and cats than there are suitable homes for them. Why PETA Kills Animals If you've ever lived with a companion animal, a dear friend who was suffering from an incurable condition, or at the end of his or her life, you probably know that a peaceful passing was the final act of care that you could do for him or her. PETA's shelter, like many other open admission shelters across the country, offers community services that include free euthanasia to spare animals pain and allow their guardians, regardless of means, to ensure their comfort to the end. A dog named Missy was suffering from end-stage liver failure. Her elderly guardian, desperate to end her suffering, had contacted several veterinarians and animal shelters, but couldn't find help because of COVID-19 shutdowns until someone referred her to PETA. Quote, I am so glad for PETA. They helped me in an emergency situation when no one else could, unquote, she wrote in a note. Many of the animals euthanized at PETA's shelter were brought to us by loving but destitute guardians, like Missy's above, who were desperate to relieve their animal companion suffering resulting from old age, illness, or injury. Many of the others, feral, aggressive, and otherwise unadoptable animals, had been turned away by facilities with no-kill policies, which reject unadoptable animals in order to keep their euthanasia statistics appealing, a gimmick you'll never catch PETA using. House was suffering, likely from parvovirus. His owner had called a nearby veterinarian who apparently wasn't treating dogs for that as a result of COVID-19. House's owner let him loose to die in the woods. Thankfully, a PETA field worker was able to find the dog and transport him to our clinic, where he was peacefully released from his suffering. Front groups for animal exploiting industries, like the misleadingly named Center for Consumer Freedom, CCF, try to deceive public about this aspect of PETA's work to help animals. But we and our members and supporters know the truth. We are against all needless killing, whether it's for experimentation, food, clothing, or entertainment. The progress we're making in these areas makes companies that profit from these cruel industries fear for their bottom line, so much so that many, including KFC, Outback Steakhouse, and cattle ranchers, have resorted to paying the CCF to attack our work. How many animals does PETA kill versus save? The CCF tries to make it seem as though solving the homeless animal crisis is as simple as setting up huge kennels in which we all keep the sick, dying, and unwanted animals. Money does not find good homes, but even if it could, and even if PETA could build sky-high cages, warehousing animals indefinitely is inhumane and does nothing to stop the root of the problem, uncontrolled breeding. This is why we put so many resources into our mobile clinics division. Check out the chart below to discover how many animals we've helped find homes, get sterilized, and be euthanized in the last five years. 
The most recent year in the chart below is 2019, where 808 animals were transferred to a partner shelter for a chance at adoption, 53 were adopted out by PETA, 12,561 were spayed or neutered, over 7,000 backyard dogs were helped, 1,614 were euthanized, and 984 were retention cases. A retention case is one in which we assist indigent families in keeping animals they were about to give up by providing them with food, grooming services such as trimming nails, brushing out or raking double-coated dogs, or shaving matted dogs, and free medical services including repairing prolapsed organs, performing life-saving surgeries on dogs suffering from dangerous uterine infections, amputating broken tails, removing tumors and ruptured growths, and performing drainage surgery for hematomas and infected wounds, as well as treating ear, skin, and upper respiratory infections. Not only has our number of retention cases grown steadily over the years, since 1998, thanks to our kind members and supporters, we've also been able to give 7,403 sturdy, custom-built PETA doghouses to dogs who would have otherwise languished without adequate shelter in the scorching summer sun and suffered miserably during Virginia's and North Carolina's freezing winters. In total, our field workers and mobile clinic staff helped more than 26,000 companion animals in 2019 alone. Dogs like Billy, who had nothing but a beat-up plastic crate for shelter and whose living area was surrounded by debris, received not only sturdy, insulated shelters to protect them from the elements, but also much-needed affection from field workers and volunteers. We also provided Billy with a lightweight tie-out, deworming medicine, and a new toy. How does PETA help animals? We're the largest animal rights organization in the world, and our field workers' efforts and nationwide work to promote adopting, not shopping, are just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to our work to alleviate suffering. Through information for the public, cruelty investigations, research, legislation, special events, celebrity involvement, protests and demonstrations, and campaigns, we work to dismantle speciesism, a human supremacist viewpoint used to defend treating other living, feeling beings like research tools, food ingredients, fabric, or toys. Thanks to the efforts of PETA and our members and supporters, countless victories have been scored for animals, including dogs and other animal companions. California banned the sale of dogs, cats, and rabbits from breeding mills. The state of New York and numerous U.S. cities have banned declawing, and thanks to a desperately needed tethering bill, dogs in Virginia are far less likely to die on a chain. How can we stop animal homelessness before it starts? Euthanasia isn't the enemy. Puppy mills, breeders, and irresponsible owners who bring more dogs and cats into a world that doesn't offer them all the chance for a home are. And the best way to make a positive impact for these animals is by passing spay-neuter legislation and implementing a full-scale ban on breeding. If you care about dogs, cats, and other companion animals, please join us in working toward the day when every one of them has a loving home. Sign our petition pledging to end animal homelessness by clicking here. You just listened to Does PETA Kill Animals? and other questions about PETA's shelter answered by Katherine Sullivan at PETA.org. And I'm Marian Erickson, your host. And wow, it's surprising how widespread this message is that quote-unquote PETA kills I was at a PETA-run protest, actually, in front of a small-town veterinarian office. The veterinarians owned an animal auction site, and they normally auction off farmed animals, but they were renting out their facility for an exotic animal auction. So PETA organized this protest, realizing nobody 
right now is going to support protesting against farmed animal auctions. But exotic animal auctions, there was a chance for some support. So we gathered in front of this veterinarian office and the neighbors and the vet technicians and the employees were furious. We were standing silently holding signs for cars driving by, not saying a word, not engaging with them. Neighbors were screaming at us, getting up close to us, threatening us. The police were there, thankfully, to keep them away from us. And then the veterinary employees came out with signs and were yelling, PETA kills, PETA kills. And they were bragging about how they had bacon for breakfast and stuff. It was pretty bizarre. They have no clue, obviously, what they're talking about. Working in the vet's office, they quote-unquote kill, too. They euthanize animals when it's a compassionate act, just like PETA does. And just like any responsible human with a companion animal would pay to have someone do if necessary. Anyway, the protest was successful. The vets did not allow their facility to be used for that exotic animal auction. Please share this message with anyone who might benefit, and thanks for listening.